everyone. Welcome to the Where Your Feet Take You podcast. I'm Kayla Bowker, professional triathlete, owner, and coach at Where Your Feet Take You, and mom to two little boys. And I am super excited to bring to you the Where Your Feet Take You Kona special. What we're going to be doing in each of this episode is I'm going to be chatting with the four Where Your Feet Take You athletes that are racing at Kona World Championships this year. And this is specifically the Kona World Championships as the all-women's uh, version of the Triathlon World Championships. We have Danielle, Aaron, Julie, or sorry, Jenny, and Chris. And we're going to be first chatting here today with Danielle. Danielle is an emergency room doctor on the East Coast, and she's been with Where If You Take You for a while, and this will be her first Kona World Championships. I know this is something that she's been working for for a long time, so I'm excited to chat with her about what she's excited about and just about the race in general. So we're going to dive right in and chat with Danielle. Danielle, how's it going? Going really well. Thanks for having me, Kayla. Yeah, so we are four-ish weeks out, four-ish weeks out from Kona. How are you feeling? Definitely getting a little nervous and excited. Um, Got my new race kit, my Where Your Feet Take You race kit, so I'm excited to race in that. And I ordered new um, Roka sunglasses to match for the run portion. So um, Gotta look good. (laughs) Gotta look good. Gotta have a spark, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So... Pretty stoked about it, and um, I'm excited to be there a little early and get some practice uh, runs in and, and bike rides in while I'm out there before the race. So um, it's a little unusual to take so much time off from for me from work, and so I'm going to be out in Hawaii for two weeks, and it's pretty exciting. Ooh, that is exciting. Nice little vacation. Um, awesome. Well, I know for you, one of the things that we chatted about was how special Kona is for you and how special this this World Championship race is for you because it was something that you watched family members do. I think it was you said your dad specifically, no, my, my your mom. Doc- no, my parents were doctors at- um, That's right. Yeah. So when I was like, I was like maybe eight years old or nine years old, um, my parents went out to Hawaii as physicians for the race. My mom is an internal medicine um, doctor and my dad's a cardiologist. And they went out together to work in the medical tents. And um, during that time, they every single day, they wrote me a little letter on like a notepad. And at the end, or I don't know if they mailed it to me or they gave it to me, but I still have those letters about seeing all the athletes out there practicing and what it was like to take care of them. Um, and I still remember like, from that day, always being like, that is so amazing. I want to be an athlete like that. I want to go there. I want to do that. And then, you know, life and medical school. And I worked in Africa for a while. And, I, you know, I've had kind of a long journey to getting to a time in my life where I could train for triathlons. Um, when my dad turned 60, I think, we went back to Hawaii as a family vacation. And we just happened to be there in October, like not planned to be around Kona time. But when we landed, there were all these athletes in the in the airport, and I saw all these bikers going up and down um, the Queen K Highway, and I was like, "This is I can't believe it! I've forgotten that I've really wanted to do this forever." Um, so, when COVID started, and you know, gyms closed, and I was sort of looking for what activities could I, you know, do outdoors and all that, I was like, "Oh, this is the perfect time to start training for for yeah. a triathlon." But never, never even thought about going to Kona at that point. Um, but somehow it's sort of always been this like lingering thing in my mind that I've wanted to do. And so I was super duper excited when, um, 
when training went well and races went well and I met you and it, you know, kind of all seemed to work. Yeah. I just love that story. Kind of gives me goosebumps even just being told <laughs> about it. Cause that's one of the cool, like why triathlon is just so special is because if you, you can ask a lot of athletes and they're going to have some story like that, that yeah. is so rooted back into like years and years and years ago that maybe they didn't even know was a piece of why they wanted to do it until they remember it. And then it's like, oh yeah, yeah. I just remember that I, you know, my parents did this or I watched it. I saw it on TV and yep. it's, it's how, you know, it's how we get more athletes and that, in and the that's sport. that's a long time ago. I mean, this is like in the early 90s. So I think it was a pretty newish race still in Kona um, when they went. And so it's, you know, been a life dream for a long time. <laughs> that's awesome. That's really exciting. Um, okay. So we qualified at Coeur d'Alene. Yes. Um, we had previously tried to have you qualify at Texas and kind of had kind of a, a little bit of a... We'll call it. We'll call it a rough day, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Yes. Yes. Um, I had. Sorry, I just got a little cut off there. I'm sorry. Um, You're okay. Yeah. So you know, we had we had set our I had set my mind on Texas, and I think you know, kind of picked Texas, thinking that it was going to be um, a flatter course, um, a less they're all hard courses, but you know, if I was going to qualify, like it seemed like the perfect venue to try to, to do that. Um, and yeah, I crashed at mile 38 on the bike pretty badly. Um, I somehow managed to bike to the end of the 112 miles, but very slow. And, um, and really like when I got off the bike, I remember my mom was there. She was like, yelling and shouting. And I'm thinking to myself, gosh, I'm an hour later than I expected off the bike. How is she still excited? <laughs> uh, and, um, and then I just get my foot on the ground. And I was like, oh man, I just can't, I can't, I can't run. Um, and mm -hmm. making the decision to, to step off a, a course is really hard. I think most triathletes are probably, you know, as type A as I am and just goal oriented and want to finish and, and I remember a volunteer um, in the in the tent at the changing tent just said, "Is this your first Ironman?" And I said, "No." And she said, "Are you here to finish? Are you here for some other reason?" And I was like, "No, I'm here to qualify for Kona." And she's like, "You know, this is not the day. Um, you should probably, you know, like don't injure yourself more." And so I, I remember coming off the course and texting you, and you were racing actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was so upset. Um, oh my goodness, terrible, terrible disappointment. But um, <laughs> I let the disappointment sit there for a while and I woke up the next morning and I signed up for Curdling. Yep. Um, and, and then, you know, we, we went to work pretty quickly after yeah. that to build legs for that kind of more hilly, challenging bike mm -hmm. course at Curdling. And it was so awesome and so beautiful there. And I could not have asked for a better race day. Uh, and I got to meet Aaron there, which was fun. Yes, that was fun. Yeah, I just, I just feel like you left Coeur d'Alene, even though Texas was like, I think if you had finished it, you would have left just as happy. But there was something about how you left Coeur d'Alene. And it really came down to, you know, from the outside looking in as your coach, watching you 
go through the disappointment, but willing to say, hey, okay, I'm going to sit with this disappointment, but I'm going to move on from it. I'm going to tackle the next piece. I'm going to give everything I have to that. And I'm going to stand up and bet on myself, right? I've been talking a lot about that with athletes lately is this idea of standing up and just saying, I, I bet on me. I'm going, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say, I can do this. And just watching you do that and then watching you tackle a very challenging course with with so much grit and so much grace and then going out there and, and coming back. And you, I've ne- I don't think I've seen you more proud of yourself. <laughs> it was a pretty good day, but I also had a very good coach who really pushed me. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> because I had a lot of uh, anxiety, I think, about, mm-hmm. you know, getting back on the bike. And I was so worried about those hills. Um, and, and where I train here in Maryland is pretty hilly. Um, yes. So, you know, I had the opportunity to practice on, on hills, but um, I definitely needed a lot of encouragement that this was the right decision and that it was going to work. And um, and I went into that race like feeling really, really ready. I think more ready than I was feeling for Texas. I would agree. I think you were way more fit if we're going to talk about it from a fitness standpoint. Yeah. Um, you know, we we one of the things with Texas is we had to train indoors all year long, right? Yeah. And yeah, you can get really fit from that, but it's a completely different type of fit. Training for Coeur d'Alene forced you to get outside your comfort zone. It forced you to stand up and say, I, I have to train. I got to figure out how to ride hills like this. I, I need to learn. I got to do it. Um, yeah. And you, it gave us more opportunity to, from a fitness standpoint, build a bigger base for you. Yeah. Um, so when, when you qualified... What was your first thought? Oh man, I Do you remember. <laughs> yeah, so I remember being on the on the run part of the course, and my mom's been just an amazing support through all this. She's my number one fan, and she is my like Sherpa and my you know support system on the, and and learning how to be a good spectator is actually like a skill. Very hard. <laughs> Very hard. And so you know the first few races, she had no idea how to tell me like what place I was or where I was. And for this one, we had really like kind of planned out, like I need to be in the top X number of females because they were a couple extra slots at Curling for women. Um, and we were sort of trying to like guess what that number was going to be. And I remember coming around the very last bit of the run and she was like, I think I finished in ninth total or mm-hmm. ninth. And she told me whichever place it was. And and I knew there was one girl behind me that I suspected was probably in my age group. And she's like, come on, don't give up. Keep going. Um, and I had cramps. And, you know, no race is perfect. And that run was not mm-hmm. perfect. But it was, it was solid, but it wasn't perfect. So I just remember, like, my mom really, like, giving me that last little bit of, like, oomph to finish strong and get across that finish line. And I remember just giving her the biggest hug. And she just said, you did it. You did it. You did it. And I was like, mom, I, I don't know. We didn't let's go to awards tomorrow. She's like, no, 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 you did it. Yep. Um, and I was just you know, so, 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 so excited. Like it was just awesome. Yeah. I remember following along and I uh, checked the, uh, checked the amount of slots. I think there was nine or 10 slots. I think it was right in that space. And, um, I just remember going, like texting you, you did it. You did it. <laughs> like we're there. We got it. Um, yeah, so we're really excited for you. Really proud of you. Um, okay, what are you most excited for with this race coming up? Well, um, well, I just think like the overall like making it to Kona and getting to race at Kona. Not that I wouldn't be equally excited to have qualified in a year that we race at Nice. Let's say if that's what happens with the women's race, but I just think getting to do it in like the iconic space where it was, where my parents were, like that. I think just overall is really really exciting. Um, 
I would really like to PR in the run. I, I know I did that at Curtilene. I had a PR in my marathon mm-hmm. and I was super happy about it, but I know we've put a lot of work into running and I feel stronger about my run. So I think that's the part that I'm excited about. I have this like idea about the energy lab, <laughs> read about it, heard about it. Um, it's such a funny name for such a bland place to run, I guess, but yes, yes. <laughs> so excited. I just want to go to the energy lab. Um, so yeah. I, I think excited for the run the most. It's a, the energy lab is a special, special place. It will either destroy you or you will actually come out of it with energy. Um, so far the three years that I've done Kona, I have come out of it with energy. Um, it's very quiet back there. There's not a lot. There's, there's, there's the aid station at the beginning and then there's the aid station at the end. That's it, because no spectators <laughs> yeah. aren't allowed out there. It's a very, it, it's a very quiet. Um, but it's one of those where you like make the right hand turn back onto the Queen Cane. It's like okay, I've got like eight, eight miles. I've got eight miles left, or something like that. I think that's what it is. I think you come out at like sixteen. Yeah, if I remember correctly. It's like okay, eight miles. A lot of this eight miles is downhill. Like I can do this. I've got it. I can go. I can get there. I always- <laughs> eight mile mark it's just a like a short regular old sunday run like no big deal we do eight miles all the time exactly and that's a good thought to have uh, (laughs) for this next that next pace of it because um yeah those last eight miles are challenging but they are also really invigorating at the same time uh, because you're you're headed back towards the leahy drive and it's it's very it's a special it's a special moment um like you said, I, I agree with you. I think that even if it was Nice, you would be just as excited because, especially after watching Nice, the men race at Nice, that I got excited. Like I want to qualify. Like I thought that, that I thought that, it was amazing. Woo! Yeah, beautiful. Um, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah, a piece of it. Um, okay, so you're excited about the run. Any pieces that make you really nervous? I think there's always that fear that like something out of your control happens, but again, it's out of your control. So you're not supposed to worry about those. Um, but I just, I really want to have a great day. Um, especially since, you know, it's Kona, it's like you're, and you know, of course you could always try to qualify again in some other year, but like for me, for now, this is like it, this is the one. So I want to just have like a solid mm-hmm. day. I think the area that I still am working on the most um, as you know, is nutrition. Yes. Intake and not get cramps and, you know, all of that. So I'm a little nervous. I guess I think the thing I'm probably most nervous about besides stuff out of my control is like the heat and the nutrition portion and making sure that I don't get cramps. Cause I'm definitely a person that found out through this that I, I need a lot of salts when I do these events and I want to make sure that, you know, I don't mess that up. So those are, I think that's probably the thing I'm most worried about. The beautiful thing yeah. about nutrition is that you really can control it yourself. Right. Right. So you talk about, okay, what can I not control? What can I can control? Well, you can control your nutrition. So knowing, Hey, okay, I have this space where I, I, I have a, I'm a very salty sweater or I need a lot of sodium. Um, you'll need more than you even think you do. So always being prepared for that. Um, and you know, so, you know, it's kind of one of those things. It's one of the reasons why we sometimes ask ourselves, what am I most nervous for? Because then you can look at, okay, what can I control? Right. 
I'm nervous for this. What can I control to fix that? Um, yeah. And kind of going, you know, looking at it from that angle. Um, I think doing curdling was really It's a hard course and it's hot. And I know those are really big challenges. Um, but I feel like curdling in some way gave me a little confidence boost. Like that was a really hard course and I did it. And so I'm really kind of glad that I that I, that we did that this year, actually, like, even if I had qualified at Texas, I think that curdling gave me some, a little bit more like, you know, I got through that really tough course and I'm ready to like try this really tough course. I love that. Cause there's a lot of power too. in looking back at what I comp, what you accomplish, right? That's why we always want to celebrate the things that we accomplish because it gives us confidence moving forward. Um, because Kona is a really hard course, but in reality, Cord Lane, from a technicality standpoint, was way harder. Yeah. Kona is not a technical course at all. There is zero technicality about that course. Yeah. But it's challenging because of the heat, the humidity, mm-hmm. and there is some a little bit of climbing. You know, there's a lot of false flats, and you spend a lot of time in arrow on yeah. it. Right. Um, and so you have to be comfortable kind of with that space. Um Okay. Awesome. So if you were thinking, we know we are excited for the run, but what do you think are you most excited for that maybe is outside of the race? Well, actually, so I, I've had a pretty tough year outside of triathlon. My dad, um, had a major surgery, heart surgery in January and had a really unexpectedly difficult recovery. Um, he spent two months in the ICU he just had every possible complication. Um, and he went into the surgery, like pretty much healthy with almost no medical issues. And then just because of what kind of transpired, it was, it was really, really stressful. And for a while, actually before Texas, I mean, he was really, really, really ill. Um, and he's never come to any of my Ironman, um, events. Um, so he's gonna, um, him and his wife and my, um, half brother Noah, uh, who's 12. And then actually my, um, my older brother, Zach and his girlfriend are all going to come to, um, Kona. So my whole family will be there. And all of those people, um, my brother has seen me, my brother, Zach, um, he's seen me race, uh, before at, um, both in Utah for world championships and also my very, very first, um, half Ironman he came to, but, um, I'm really excited to have them all come see it because they've not you know, been really able to come to those events. So I think that'll be really fun. Um, and then, you know, I have not done this before, but I extended the vacation for the week after. So during my like expected rest week when I'll probably be hobbling, but that's okay. (laughs) We're going to get to be on vacation. Perfect. Yeah. Rest weeks. That's perfect time for him to do a vacation. That's what we always would do too, is we would always extend a couple of days or a week. I think last year we extended a week and it was it was awesome because yeah, I just chilled by the pool. Well, yeah. we had the kids with, so I didn't get a lot of chilling, but, um, <laughs> a, different <kind> <laughs> a, a different kind of chilling. Um, <laughs> but that's awesome. That'll be so cool. And, and you know, again, kind of full circle cause your dad, uh, you know, yeah. your mom and dad are a piece of, um, a piece of that. And so your dad's going to be there and yeah. that's a piece of it. Well, um, have to come, you know, cause that was, you know, it was a real rough patch there for like six months. So, yeah. That's exciting. Oh my goodness. I cannot wait to watch it um, and see how it goes. We have about four more, four more weeks, a couple more weeks of hard work, and then we start 
tapering down and bringing, just keeping you fit and strong. Um, I know you're going to do amazing at this race. I'm really excited to see how it goes. And I'm excited to see all the other um, athletes from our team and from um, Pinas and everything. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm excited to do the underwear race. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Whatever. Yep. It'll be interesting uh, with uh, only women. Only women. How do you, what do you feel about that? What do you think? About it being only women? Yeah. What do you think? You know, I, I am a little like, I wish that they had just separated the men and women maybe by more time so that it didn't feel so overwhelming for the island. I mean, I understand it, it's a lot of people and a lot of spectators and probably very overwhelming to them. Um, and it's really fun to race with all women because I've done that for like world championships. They've always done like one day women, one day men. Um so I don't know. I don't, I, I guess it'll, I think it'll be fun. Um, but I also think it's a little, you know, it's, I think it's an adjustment to think of world championships being in two different locations. And then I guess we'll see what happens. It's fun that the half, the 70.3 changes location every year. That's mm-hmm. kind of fun. So um, in a way, maybe this is a, a cool development in, in Ironman's kind of like history. Um, and then part of me is like, but you know, you wouldn't do the Kentucky Derby in like, you know, Arizona, it wouldn't be the right. <laughs> Yeah, that is a really good point. Um, it was cool to see the men race and to see that it still was very, what, like it felt like for me watching it, I mean, it's again, own opinion and you and I texted on it and we, how cool we thought it was. And so I think yeah. that's what it takes. And my whole thought on is, is I agree with you that there's some pieces that are like, Oh, we don't love, but at the end of the day, it's up to us athletes to embrace it and to make it the best that we can. And if, if we're willing to do that, then it'll be amazing. But if we're going to be, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure if I can use a politically correct word here, but uh, you know, if we're going to be mean about it for lack of better word, then yeah, it's going to fail. So yeah, why not, why not make it the best that we can? Yeah. I mean, I'm already like, hmm, New Zealand for 70.3 next year. That could be really an awesome trip. (laughs) Yes. That one looks awesome. Maybe it's just fun that it it moves around and and kind of grows out of its early location and moves on. Yeah. So awesome. All right, Danielle. Well, thank you so much for popping on here today. Um, It was wonderful chatting with you about it. And hopefully, well, maybe after we're after Kona, we can have you back on the podcast to hear how it went. Absolutely. I'd love to do that. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Bye, Gila. And we are back here in the episode with Chris, Chris Kopsha, and she is a coach. She also coaches and trains people for um, body. I don't even know. Let's see. You're going to have to improve it for me here. But uh, Body Pump does a whole bunch of things. Yoga teaching. She just recently got her race referee or race director license one of the two um i've been coaching chris for a very long time a long time here now and she is just such an amazing person so i'm really excited to chat with her for a few minutes here on her kona qualification so chris is going to be racing the iron man world championships in kona hawaii here in a couple of weeks alongside the rest of the amazing women that are sharing this episode and um this will be her first kona so we're just gonna dive on in here kona Chris, are you excited? 
I am really, really excited. I cannot believe that it's so close. I know. It's coming up. How are you feeling for it? Uh, I feel good. I feel, I mean, I'm very excited. I feel definitely, um, I have that like end of, end of big uh, block of training feeling where I'm excited. I feel like things are coming together. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> you know, all the, all the, like the normal things. And then to put on top of that, the fact that it's, um, it's in Hawaii. Yeah. Which is just, I, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I'm still having, still sometimes I have a hard time grasping that it's really happening. Oh, but it's happening. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so you qualified at Chattanooga last year, if I'm remembering correctly. Maybe I'm not remembering correctly. Yes. Yes. Chattanooga, yes, Chattanooga last year. Um, how did you feel after that, that qualification came through? Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, when I was out in Chattanooga, um, I felt like I had had a really good day. I yeah. had, um, uh, I kind of went into it, not really sure how, how the day was going to go. Um, because I had not done a full Ironman for a while. My training leading up to it, I had a lot of, uh, personal stuff happen over the summer last year where, um, I had missed some things. I was actually just, uh, kind of thinking about that the other day when I was out for my ride. And um, how grateful even, so I had a hundred mile ride the other day and I was having a little bit of a hard time with it. And I was trying to remind myself how happy and how grateful I was to be out there for a second opportunity at a century ride in my training because last year uh, I had something come up and I was never able to do my second century ride. And I remember going into Chattanooga being like, oh boy, I really wish I had another chance at this before racing. So, um, so I felt really good with Chattanooga last year. Um, the, other than the rain, the weather was, was good. It was hot. It was, you know, but it was just, it was a great race and, um, it was wonderful to go down there and be able to sit at the breakfast in the morning and see so many women get their qualifying slots. It was just, um, it was a very emotional morning. I love that. Um, and it's going to be really cool because this is going to be the first year that there is women only at uh, Kona Hawaii for the, uh, the Ironman World Championships. And I think that's just going to be a really powerful event. Um, what are you most excited for? Um, I am most excited, I think, just to go out there and to be there and to be on the race course with all these amazing amazing women and to be able to take in the atmosphere and to take in the energy doing something that I love to do, which is just to be out there all day in my element, swimming, biking, running, and just experiencing it all. And with that, you know, that's kind of like a great grounding piece. Is that whenever things get really tough out there, is that something you tell yourself? I do. I just remind myself that, um, that this is something that I, how much I love to do it. And, um, and that I know that it's not always easy, but I know that, um, I know that I'm strong. I know I'm capable. I know that I'm a really good problem solver. I know I'm really good about listening to my body and thinking on my feet and calmly dealing with stuff, you know, kind of the yoga teacher in me being able to go into my breath and calmly deal with stuff when maybe it's not going so well. And to just know that if I take a deep breath, I'm going to be just fine. And you know, and getting myself back in the game. Yeah, I love that. I love how you even said like that you were able to kind of use your 
breath to help bring you back to center because that's really powerful in triathlon and especially long course triathlon when there's a lot of crazy stuff that can happen throughout the entire time frame. Um, so I think that's just a really powerful piece that's important to remind people of and important to remind yourself of when you're out there. So, um, okay. Besides the race, any other pieces that you're very excited to experience? Because the Ironman World Championships is an experience more than to me, even just as much as this is in a race. Like what makes it so cool is that it's an experience. Anything you're really excited to actually just experience while you're out there? Um, you know, it's really hard to say because I have never been there before. Um, and it's, it's such a new experience for me. I know that um, last year I, when I got, was able to go to St. George and race, how different just the energy was there as opposed to any other Ironman event that I'd done just because it was a world championship. Um, the, the energy was different and things, uh, it was, you know, it just, even how they took care of us, like along, along the way was, um, you could feel that it, you know, how, how different it was. And, um, I'm kind of excited to feel that again on the, you know, even as I was like doing a little bit of reading about, um, you know, when you go up into transition and you're bringing your things in, how they're like, and you're going to have somebody there to walk you in and to bring you I'm like, oh, really? I don't have to like, just go and figure it out on my own. Then they're, they're like, no, there's somebody there that like takes you through and brings you to your area and make sure you have everything. Like, you know where you're going. And I was like, oh, wow, that's, you know, mm-hmm. it's like one more step up. <laughs> yep. World, world championships is a, is a, it's a, it's a different, uh, it's a different beast. And no matter what anyone, and I think a lot of people agree with this, no matter what anybody says about the brand Ironman, they know how to put on a world championship event where you feel so special from the first professional to the very last age grouper. You feel special while you're out there. And I think that's yes. kind of, you know, and that's one of, one of the things. reasons why I like the Ironman races so much is because I always feel, um, as somebody who is very into supporting all of my local grassroots races, grassroots events. I do a lot of work here in Connecticut to make sure that they um, they are supported because if we don't support our grassroots races, we're not going to have anybody to go to mm-hmm. the Ironman races. You know, True. they have to work together. And um, and while I really love my grassroots, grassroots races, I also know um, when I go and I race Ironman that how um, how the brand is able to get behind the athletes and give them that support system that they need to make them feel to, you know, you've been here, you worked so hard to get here. Now we're going to give you like all the support you need to be able to have a good day and to feel safe and to have fun and, um, and have things go smoothly. And I just, I love that. Yeah. It's a, it makes it, it makes it very special. Um, you mentioned, you know, for, for how you, because 70.3 Worlds is one of your first Worlds experience um, last year. And you really noticed a difference in kind of how that feeling was. Um, it Kind of looking back on it, is there anything you feel you really learned that you can take to Kona? Um, I think that probably the biggest thing I learned was, you know, going to going to St. George was uh, was a surprise. I was not I – mean, going to Kona is also a surprise. But going to St. George – was a, was a surprise when I uh, got my slot and, um, and I had to remind myself when I got out there that, yeah, I, I deserve to be there. 
just as much as everybody else that was there and um and just to stay in my lane and to do my thing and um and and once I'm still I'm still relatively new to triathlon. You know, I've done a bunch of 70.3s, but um, you know, I feel like I'm still very early in the game. Um, and I remind myself of that when I start to, you know, if I have a weeks or days that are going so well that I have not even begun to touch upon the potential that I know deep down I have. So, right. you know, going out there this early in the in the game when I have so much to still learn and figure out and to experience that um that I felt like I belonged there. Yeah. You know, there was there was never a moment once I was there that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm I shouldn't be here. I don't belong. I don't, you know, these are people that are so far above me. I never felt like that. And I think that's the biggest thing I'm taking with me to Kona is that um that I that I earned that slot and how much I deserve it. Yeah. And that's I think that's a very, very important piece to right in body. I've been talking with a lot of athletes lately about this idea of betting on yourself and standing up for yourself. And that it, that's a big piece of it right there is just embodying this fact that you deserve what you've achieved. So revel in it and experience it and stand up for that and reminding yourself, hey, I just do deserve to be on the start line. And because you are you're the only one that got yourself there. You did it. You deserve to be there. Um, I'm excited for you. I think you're going to have a lot of fun. Um, okay. So uh, we've all, everybody has heard um, kind of the pieces about Kona that always are like, you know, we talk about the Queen K or the, the swim or the ener- running in the energy lab. Um, anything that you've heard that maybe you go, oh, what is that really like? I'm not sure. Um, definitely the energy lab. I've been doing a lot of research upon the energy lab lately and, um, how, uh, quiet it is out there with not, you know, not a lot. And it comes at that place where you have to kind of dig in and just one foot in front of the other. And here we go. And, um, I think something that I read was, uh, it's really a time of the race where, you know, all the athletes are kind of looking at each other to see who's got what left in the tank. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, and to kind of know that going in, because um, that's one of, I feel like one of my strengths is that even if I'm having a hard time or when it starts to get challenging, that I'm able to dig in and um, just keep on going and um, and to be able to put even if I'm starting to feel it, you know, which I definitely will be feeling to be able to put on a good front and not to uh, not to let the struggle be my struggle. Um, and then. uh I think the other thing is just, uh, you know, paying attention a lot to like the swim start, you know, the completely different kind of swim swim for me. And, um, you know, I'm excited to be able to see that water and the buoyancy of the salt water and, um, and being surrounded by again, all those women and, uh, and just, you know, and to know, to be able to, I get, I get a lot out of the swim once I get there and I can kind of visually see it. Yeah. That always helps me a lot is, um, I like to, I like to see what it looks like. Yeah. Well, it's a beautiful swim. Um, weirdly enough, even though it's a non-wetsuit, I've always had my fastest Ironman swims in Kona. So I'm going to channel that to you. Yeah, um, I'll take it. <laughs> 
Um, it is a really cool swim. You come, you swim all the way out, and then you go around the big boat. And when you go around the big boat, you're halfway, and then you just have to right there, and you still have to get back. And so it's a kind of like a good marker. Like sometimes in these in in, in long distance races, we don't really have those markers. Like yeah, we go around a turn buoy, but still just doesn't feel like we have that marker. But at Kona, yeah. you have this marker because you go around a huge boat, like a yacht style boat, and it's like I think it's the bullfrog boat. If I remember, right. but you go around it, and it's like oh okay. Now I just I just gotta get back. I just gotta do a I just gotta do a seventy point three distance swim back. I can do that. So it's an easy one to kind of think about that. But I love how you really looked into this this idea of like what the energy lab is because you nailed it and yeah, your research is completely correct. It's very quiet out there. Not a lot. There's not a lot of noise. A lot of not talk. It's just it's just kind of you and the athletes and 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 the energy from the island. Um, and it can make or break you. And it kind of depends on how you want to look at it. Um, I always love the energy lab because I know that as soon as I get out of the energy lab, I've got eight miles to go. And a lot of those eight miles are downhill minus like a couple pieces, but a lot of them are downhill. So you're home free. (laughs) You just have to get home. Um, And, and then you know that, you know, in the last couple of miles are going to be down a leaky drive and all the energy is going to be there. And so um, energy lab was always for me, it was like, okay, I just got to get to the energy lab and then I'll run the energy lab and then I got to get out of the energy lab and then I'm good and then I can get home. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, a again, it's that landmarker to kind of um, break it up a little bit. So, um, okay. Last question. Anything that you're nervous about? Um. I'm definitely nervous about, well, I'm, de- I'm always nervous about all of it. I think that, and I think that, uh, nerves are definitely a good thing because it's a reminder that we care. And, um, and I always care about making sure that I, um, that I enjoy myself. I have a good time, but, um, but that I, you know, I do what I mean to do when I go out there. Um, definitely some healthy nerves about the swim. You know, the swim has always been, uh, my, my, the the really challenging part for me. And, um, and definitely some healthy nerves about the, you know, there's no secret that I love my wetsuits, you know, but, um, but I've been doing a lot of swimming in my, in my swim skin this summer. And, um, and I've been really pleased with how much more buoyant, because I, even though I live on the sound, um, Long Island Sound, I don't tend to spend a lot of time in the salt water. I'm kind of a lake girl. So, um, this year I've been getting in the salt water a lot more and, um, in my swim skin. And I've really been surprised with how buoyant, buoyant it is felt yep. out there. Um, and that really helped me, helps, has helped to calm my nerves down. Um, mm-hmm. because I, once I, you know, and I've just been focusing on a lot of short swims in the, in the sound and, uh, getting through that beginning part and just staying calm and, uh, and, you know, just, just enjoying the fact that, man, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. It's a beautiful swim. It's a beautiful venue. And I think it's really important, you know, in these situations to always go into them with this idea of I'm excited to be here. This is an exciting time frame. It's, it's a powerful race. I'm going to get a lot of energy kind of from those pieces and, um, really kind of just encapsulating it from kind of that whole, um, aspect. Um, awesome. Okay. When are you heading out there? Uh, I'm heading out on Monday, I believe it's the 8th, um, very early, relatively early here in Connecticut, uh, which put me out there middle of the day. Um, when later I'm going out with my father-in-law who is like my little travel buddy when I, when I race. 
Um, my husband is a school teacher, so he um, is never able to get time off of work. Um, so his dad has become my travel companion when I race. That's awesome. And, um, yeah. So, and we, you know, he went with me to Florida. He went with me to Chattanooga. He's been with me to Virginia. Um, when I was about to accept my slot for, um, for St. George, because before I take, took my slot for Kona, I had talked to my husband about it. I'm like, you know, if there's a chance that this may happen. And I said, and if it does, you know, I'm not going to be able to call and discuss it with you. I'm just going to take it. And yeah, you have to make it. You know, mm-hmm. but, um, but with St. George, it was such a surprise that that never happened, that there was no time for that. It was just like, here it is. So mm-hmm. um, as they were getting ready to get to, get to my name, I turned to my father-in-law. I said, I hope you want to go to St. George. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, yeah, so he's excited to to go to Hawaii with me. So yeah, we're leaving. Uh, we're leaving on Monday. Oh, fun! That's a perfect amount. That's a good amount of time to be there. Allows you to get acclimated, do some of the fun stuff, kind of feel like the time change is going to be big for you. Six yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah it's six a big hours. Time um, I know it's it's a hard time change even for me on the West Coast. Um, that three hour difference is is funky. Um. I go to bed whenever I'm in Hawaii, I go to bed at like 6 p.m. because I'm so tired. (laughs) Um, But yeah, awesome. Okay. Anything else you want to add? Any tidbits you want to share about your journey to Hawaii? Uh, I'm just really excited to go. You know, it's been been a long and interesting summer, you know, Uh, while it's, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because while summer is the busiest time for training, it's also kind of the busiest time for me in life. Um, you know, really hard to like schedule things around. I have a lot more time commitments, um, a lot more family things I need to work around. And, uh, and it's just been, it's been an interesting time putting it all together and see as we've got, as I've gotten closer, the, the pieces kind of start to finally fall into place place. because, you know, we always have those moments where we lead up to it. It's like, I don't know if this is going to, I hope I pull it together in time. And it's been a, it's been really good to see all those pieces finally kind of start to, to fit together. And I'm excited to go. I just, I can't wait. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Chris, she is someone who that gives her heart and soul to everybody around her. And sometimes we have to have conversations that she needs to give a little bit more to herself. Yeah, I am probably one of the busiest people anybody has ever come in contact with. I just, I mean, I like to be busy. I have a lot on my plates all the time. And sometimes it's, uh, sometimes it's too much. Yes. But you put together a really good run this weekend by correctly. So that is one of those, right? It's one of those little pieces coming together. And it's one of those, you know, we trust the process. We trust the journey. We trust ourselves. We bet on ourselves. We stand up for ourselves. And sometimes we have to just say yes to ourselves. Right, Chris? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, coach. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> for those of you that know, don't know, this is uh, Chris and I do monthly calls. And that's one of those. I feel like we have that conversation a lot. Um, just yeah. very much. <laughs> You are your most important person and you can only give to everybody if you give to yourself just for a little bit. But awesome. Well, I am super excited for Chris. Um, As you all know, she is one of four that are going to be out there on the island from the Warrior Beat Take You team. I'm really proud of her. I just, she 
puts her heart and again, I told her, I tell, I just said that she puts her heart and soul into everybody else, but she also does it for her training. She gives everything. She always is always there with a smile on her face and always willing to try and always willing to explore new things. And yeah, if you don't know Chris yet, you should. She is a very remarkable human and I'm just really excited to see her journey out there. So uh, Chris, as we know, we mentioned earlier that you're a coach um, and do a lot of other things. Where can people find you? Um, people can find me on this, on social media, on either Facebook or Instagram, Coach Chris Kopcha, um, where I am uh, a triathlon coach and, um, and a run coach. Uh, I also am a nutrition coach. I did just get, as you were starting to say, my um, USAT um, um, uh, official license. So next year, hopefully, I'll be around at some of the races a little bit more often. Um, and uh, and a lot of my a lot of my page is uh, on the social medias. I you know put a lot of stuff out there, answering questions and helping people out and taking athletes for for swim bike run. But um, but like I said, I'm also nutrition and um, personal personal training and yoga and a little bit of everything that kind of got me there to in the first place. So there's a, it's a little bit of a mixed bag on my page. But yeah, but uh, Chris Kapcha on Instagram, Coach Chris Kapcha. Awesome. Well, everybody go find Chris out there. And if you see her out there in Hawaii, give her a, a big hello. So thanks yeah, for coming along, to- Chris. Yeah, definitely come say hi. Uh, thanks for following along, coming along, Chris. And um, yeah, we'll be excited to see how it goes. Great. Thank you, Kayla. Next up on our amazing Where If You Take You Ladies to Kona is Erin Oliphant. Erin is a second-time Kona qualifier, so this will be her second time on the Big Island. She raced there last year, coming in third in her age group, and was one of the first out of the water, including the pro women. Erin is a USAT triathlon coach for Where Your Feet Take You. And we are really excited to chat with her really quick here on all things Kona. So Erin, you are headed out tomorrow for the Big Island. How are you feeling? Good. Really good. So really excited to leave. Really excited to be on the island. Um, I was actually on my way home from PT today listening to I always forget what they changed the name to. That triathlon hour, maybe? I the triathlon so, hour? Maybe, yeah. I don't know. It was Lucy Charles's episode, and she was just talking about Kona, and that gave me chills because I'm just so excited. Yeah. I was going to say, has, do you feel like your excitement has kind of like started to build now that it's getting Definitely. closer? Now that I'm packed, yeah. um, excitement's gotten way up. I had a complete breakdown yesterday, which is funny because you also had a breakdown, and oh, I feel like we had breakdowns. Yes, at the same time. Um, but I went to pack my bike and I could not get it to fit in my bike case. Oh no. Um, and just, I tried and I started posting on Facebook and I completely lost it. And I called Kyle and he came down and he got it in the bag in a couple of minutes. Um, it's not (laughs) ideal. Like the through axle definitely has more pressure on it than normal. And I'll probably end up getting a new bag, but my Mm. bike's going to make it to Kona. (laughs) That's the key. Bike's going to make it to Kona. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, I'll deal with it later. Awesome. Well, this is your second time to Kona. So for um, those of everybody that's listening, we've got probably a lot of, it's actually one of the biggest women's fields out there uh, from an age group standpoint. So what would you give 
some first time advice, you know, so coming back to the island, what would be some advice you would give to people who are maybe new to going out racing on the island? Soak it all in, but also don't feel like you need to do every single activity that's offered to you. That is Um, great advice. There is a lot going on and it's a lot of fun and I get wanting to catch up with all your teammates and go to all the Kona related events. Um, But it's okay to pick and choose which ones you really want to do and then take the rest of your time to rest and get off your feet and relax. That's really great advice because that's often one of the things that people do at Kona is they get way too into everything that's going on and then they get to race day and they're like, wow, I just expended all of my energy on on race day or previous to race day. Um, so that is fabulous advice. Anybody listening, highly recommend taking that advice from Aaron. Um, okay. What are you probably most excited for? The run, which is really, really weird for me. Um, last year she would have not said that everybody, (laughs) (laughs) any other Iron Man, I wouldn't have said that. Um, I just feel like my run build has gone really well. And I'm looking forward to, I think, executing the run that I think I'm capable of doing. Yeah. Um, And what does executing that run look like for you? Building it. So just really, really controlled on Alihi. Um, Taking my time to refuel going up the Polini Hill and then start attacking it and building it on the Queen K and making the energy lab my area where I'm really going to thrive. That's where a lot of people start to struggle. Um, And I really just want to bring the energy and all the positive vibes to that portion of the course. Yeah, I think, um, do you think that would actually be a really good advice for somebody to, um, to have is to really focus on, because it's really easy to get caught up in the energy of Alihi when you come off of the bike. So would you recommend to people to, you know, kind of control that energy a little bit as you come off the bike? For sure. Even if you're feeling good and like you can hold it, I get it because I felt that way last year. I was, came off the bike and was doing like 8.15s, 8.20s and was like, oh, this feels great. I'm going to be able to hold this pace the whole time and just completely blew up. And I think I had like a 15 minute mile by the end of the race. Um, so even if it feels really good, just like rein it in a little bit, maybe on Alihi. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's easy to do um, be- because Gosh. we've got, there's just so much energy on Alihi and there's like a magical feel about it. And so I think it's one of those pieces that um, easy to get caught up in. Okay. I want to kind of ask you a little bit because it's one of those where the professional women's field is probably one of the strongest that there's ever been. Is it exciting to be out there racing with those women? It is. Um, I don't know. I'm just hoping I get to see them out on course. I just really don't know with how far back I start compared to them, if I'll get to see them. Like in previous years, I've loved watching them all bike by um, and then hoping that I'll be on the bike and can see them and then can see them run as well. But we'll see. Um, It's exciting. Some of me wishes that I was with them and just could see like, like not for the whole race, but I think it'd be fun just to see if I could be part of that swim group that's going to be like 
the first chase pack. Um, I think it'd be really fun to swim with them. <laughs> oh, you 100% could be. If you're easily going, even with how you've been feeling, like in the water, you're, you're going to swim probably a 55-ish. Um, and that's going to put you in the chase pack. Like, that's just the way that it is. Um, okay. Um, with that, I want to know, who do you think is going to win? I think Lucy. I I think she's been second for the last four years, which, I mean, that consistency is impressive. Um, And I already thought Lucy, but especially listening to her on the podcast today um, and hearing that she was able to put in 30 to 40 hours of work in a six-week block and not get injured. um, It's impressive. I was already feeling good about her chances, but that's pretty impressive. And I think she has the right mindset where she's going to race her own race no matter what taylor nib is doing and what the rest of the pack's doing yeah what that i like how you just talked about this idea of racing your own race racing your own race mindset so because that's something that we've talked about for you what are you going to focus on to kind of stay within your own zone on this race because it's a really important one to make sure you're racing your own roast race and not getting caught up in other with other people Yeah, I think just really checking in with my RPE on things. Um, The swim is going to be more about checking in with my internal temperature. Um, I can get really overheated when I swim, and that takes a ton of energy out of me. Whereas if I just slow down two seconds per 100 meters, I'm going to save a ton of energy. That's going to pay off later on. Um, Same idea with the bike. I think we've talked about this, but if I last year on the swim, just for reference, I was a 53-53. Um, and I've had to really wrap my mind around, like if I come out of the water and I'm 58, um, not to freak out and not to overbike the first hour thinking that I can make up that time from the swim, um, and just being okay with that and knowing like, that's where I'm at. You can't over race to try and compensate for something that goes wrong. Even when something goes wrong, stick with your plan and like adjust accordingly, but don't do something to the point where you can't come back from it. Yeah, I think, and that's a a really key race plan. So what is it that you're going to focus on? Because, you know, it's important to have kind of focal points for that first portion of the bike, right? We've already talked about kind of your goal of that first portion of the bike being control. Um, And it's kind of same for the run. So what are you telling yourself when you get off the, get out of the swim? What are you telling yourself when you get off the bike to kind of stay within that zone? Uh, When I get out of the swim for the first hour of the bike, the big focus is on nutrition for me um, and just making sure I'm getting it in because you just went an hour without any nutrition. Um, So heavy focus on that for me. Um, And also just taking that hour, like I'm going to be focusing on my breath and the race and not having my power too high, but at the same time, just enjoying it. I think that first hour can be really pretty. And I also think the course is going to be really crowded that first hour with all the turns and stuff, which is a good distraction as well. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, I think just that first hour is enjoying it and then I'll get more into race mode and a race mindset. Agreed. Okay. Last question here. You just talked about this idea of enjoying, enjoying it. So what is your favorite thing about the world championship race? And, and obviously this one's in Kona. So I guess what is your favorite thing about the Kona world championships? Uh, That's a good one. 
Because it's a different race, right? You've done a couple yeah. Ironmans now, and you and this will be your second Kona. And Kona is different. So what's your favorite part about it? It is different. Um, one thing that's different than last year for me is I'm not necessarily going for a podium finish just because I am at the bottom of my age group this year. Um, just aging up, the sport gets faster as you go up. Um so my focus isn't as much as like earning a podium spot. So it really just falls to me and like getting the best out of myself. So it's less of a race. And I, I am a racer. I love racing, um, but I'm racing myself more than I'm racing anybody else at this one. Um, and I think that's really cool. It is really cool. And it kind of feeds into, you know, one of the things that I've talked about with you and what I want you to do when you're out there is be a competitor. Right, because yeah. that's that's who you are. You're a competitor. You're a competitor by nature. You like to compete, um, and so getting out there to kind of race to race, um, and there's something really powerful about that at this at, at Kona, where you can really, if you focus on executing yourself, then you really get the most most out of you know kind of everything that you've got. Um, okay, I I know that was I said that was my last question, but I just thought of one more that I think <laughs> is really cool for you and really special. So you like. You always match your nails to your kit. <laughs> what do we got this year? What is See, the kit I, combo? I didn't fully match them this year because yeah. my kit is this beautiful, bright coral color, which I absolutely love and I'm super excited about. But with it being fall, I didn't want to have coral nails for like three or four weeks yeah, um, because it's way more of a spring summer color. Um, so I went with a very neutral nude but the tips are like really sparkly. It's like a French tip, but with sparkles. Which and when the sun catches the, the sparkles, it's like the most sparkly thing you've ever seen. And since Kona's really sunny, hoping it brings out the sparkles of it. And your kit is sparkles. It is. It, it is sparkles sparkle too. So there is still some matching. Well, there are some pieces to it. Okay. And that's an important yep. aspect. I don't care what you say. <laughs> you got to look good. And you got to race good. There's like, right. That's like one of those, I know for you, that's one of your like, not necessarily superstitions, but there's like that routine. It's like, okay, got my nails done. I'm ready to go. Now it's I'm ready. ready. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, I, I get acrylics, so they're a little longer than my natural nails, and I think they kind of act like natural paddles, so I always feel there a little better in the water with them. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, that is a great spot to end. We are really excited to cheer you on and uh, watch you race, and um, I've got, like, serious FOMO for everybody out there <laughs> on the race course, but um, I, I just know, I believe with all my heart, that you're going to be amazing. And, um, for those of you that are going to be out there and you see Aaron, make sure you say hi. Um, and you know, for those of you that are following along, you can share her on, um, on Instagram if you want, or you can send me a message, Kayla, and I can pass it along any and all the above, but go Aaron, have a ton of fun out there. And we can't wait to hear all about it on race recap on the podcast coming up maybe next week or something. So. Thanks for hopping on and have fun. Safe travels. Thank you. Looking forward to it.